alive. How do we know she is alive? I hate when people talk during the movie. No wire. Hi guys. Ever. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Relax. It's all in bad taste. Basically, you're a problem, but not as much as a problem as today's episode. Um, hi, guys. I don't know how to start this because I've got my I've got my opening crawl, but I don't know whether to just jump into the opening crawl. Yeah. Or just I, don't, I feel like I need to like chat shit come... about like how's everyone's holidays been? Oh no, I've got that. Holiday? I've got I've got that oh, well scripted. It is the. I know, but it's a Christmas special, you know. You it is the. It's our, how it's has your our... holiday been? Well, me and Ryan completed two hundred and thirty <laughs> million job evaluations, and I'm sure everyone's really riveted to know what they are. The movies are over now. We're talking. The, movie, <laughs> the movies have started going on at school for me. I don't know about you, but the movies are, we watch next Christmas, week. Ne- you got next week. Yeah, I think my school's a bit more, uh, a bit less. Are we <laughs> interested in their students' future? Wait, what? Yeah, we had a. It was Christmas jumper day. A virtual Christmas jumper. It was a Christmas jumper day on the. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Ryan mime strangulation uh, images of Hannah. But everyone's working at home. Yeah. And no one sees each other. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we have more work, if anything. Yep. Yeah. So ho- holidays are going great for us, if you can't tell. We're uh, busy at work. Oh, um, no, but it's been that we drove around and looked at different people's Christmas lights in I've the not, garden yesterday. That was like the Aww. first... Oh, it wasn't that cute. Don't don't overhype it. It's kind of sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I hit my lowest point. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my, my time looking at other people's shitty Christmas decorations. We had to kill 10 minutes before we went to see... We went to see It's a Wonderful Life. No, that's not the thing. Yeah, West Side Story. I am losing my mind. <laughs> we did We did see Muppets, though. We saw Muppets Christmas Carol. So we have been trying to get... I'm not a festive person. What, what is with them cutting out? So apparently, right? Well, the shit song. I always ages, thought they cut out the shit song. But they cut out... See, I didn't think it was a shit <laughs> no, song. This is Bell Solo, where yeah. he's in there, the Christmas... Jack was convinced I was losing past. my mind. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Christmas past, and she's meant to get this solo song about how much like he used to love her. He's different, blah. blah but it's blah. not sung by a Muppet, so who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's not sung by a Muppet. <laughs> I want to see. It's just her. It cuts it out. It would have been brilliant. a lot better if they'd made Michael Caine fuck a Muppet in that film, and, and not. I feel a like human. that would have slightly increased the R rating. Just slightly. Slightly. Just, just, just slightly. <laughs> yeah, it was already R. an R rating. Now it's an X rating. Now it's like triple X, <laughs> hardcore shit. The there must rating? be. I mean, this kind of links to the episode we're doing today because I'm thinking about porn and I'm thinking specifically about like... When aren't you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> about fuzzy like creature porn, which again makes me sound really dodgy, but like it will link, to, I promise you it will link to our holiday special. The most sadistic <laughs> fucked up holiday special yet. Um, but there must be a Muppet porn out there, right? There oh, must there must be a Miss Piggy Kermit Muppet porn. I don't oh. think about it, but there definitely exists. There's That's the like... whole Rule 34 thing though, isn't it? You know? Yeah, there's a porn for everything. Yeah, yeah. There's a, probably a porn for us at some point. Oh, please don't. <laughs> don't fly <laughs> yourself. That, that would imply people listen to this. That's a good point, yeah. If you're one of our... 15, <laughs> Liam makes it. If you're one of our 15 listeners and you want to make a porn about us, I'm not going to... There'll be no suing. There'll be no copyright. You go for it. Speak Liam for just requests <laughs> a single copy through the mail for yeah. Liam to watch. I would, like... We would review it on the, on the episodes. <laughs> Uh, but we probably should get started with the episode today. We actually are going to do our Christmas special, a holiday special, even sorry, because I don't. Want, I want to be inclusive of every holiday and every uh, religion and every festivity. So, including Wookie Life Day, including Wookie Life Day. Star if you haven't Wars, guessed, yes, but Star <laughs> thank you. Wars. If you haven't guessed, we are doing a holiday special on the uh, infamous 1978 train wreck that is the 
Star Wars holiday special. Uh, and obviously we are joined by the regular cast. I've, I'm going to do my crawl because my crawl introduses you guys. So I need a bit of like... I don't know why I didn't just start with the crawl. No, I, want, I, want a bit of I a... don't know why you invite us to this podcast when you just want to monologue. I don't, no, this is the thing. I'm getting all my shout now because it's mostly going to be you two, I think. Because me and Ryan are kind of the amateurs here. So let, let's let's do the crawl and let's go from there. Ryan knows a bit about Star Wars. Um, he no. definitely does not. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, I don't know I'm what really, Ryan I feel like I actually might know more than Liam, but I've, really? I've seen most of the movies bar the last one. I think you've seen less than me. That's about it. Okay, well, but I know a little, I don't know, I feel like I, I just inherently know more. <laughs> let me get my, um, <laughs> let me get my trailer guy voice going, because I need to... <clears throat> you got to do like the, the voice oh, I'm gonna thing do it. where you go... I'm not doing that. No, you your poem voice. Me, 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 mo. Your Batman poem voice. Long time ago. No, I'm gonna do that. Um, get some, I don't know whether to like overdub some accompanying music or you guys just want to do that. Well, I'm not doing not it, doing so. A long time ago. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna actually do it. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, in a period of civil unrest in the Bad Taste Bud studio. Jack just sounds like he's doing that little pot set theme tune. All I can hear is also John Williams. That's why. I was even Star Wars. Same guy. Same guy. The war for season one ended months ago, and nothing has quite been the same since. The wait for season two has submerged the galaxy in a perpetual state of terror and tyranny. Our hero, Jack Solo, is stuck in a semi-permanent state of hypersleep, a condition brought on by the evil Emperor Liam and his relentless horde of bad movies. And just, you know, like the inability to stay awake during a 70 minute film. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of his narcolepsy, mostly. I'm a grown um, boy, I need my sleep. <laughs> and it was, it was, in fact, the notorious Manos Fett who sent Jack into his uh, cold, unforgiving touch of, of hypersleep last time, which, you know, he still hasn't quite recovered from. Meanwhile, on the other side of the galaxy, a new hope. I was like simulating if I didn't actually mean to say anything. Um, Emerges from the ashes. Princess Hannah. I'm missing your original voice. You were channeling Palpatine at the the beginning and now you've got more Princess Hannah sets out on a new journey. (laughs) A journey that will take her to the very edge of her sanity. A quest to find the answers to free Jack Solo from the interminable horror of suspended animation and just being shit at staying away it kind of sounds like our bed doing the goblin goblin Um, only by unearthing the very best of the very worst of Christmas specials will Princess Hannah free her long lost love on the other side of the galaxy Emperor Liam is about to release the greatest evil so far upon the galaxy of Podcasteria (laughs) (laughs) his greatest weapon apprentice of evil and scourge of the galaxy doing the emperor's bidding because he's a massive bitch the malevolent Darth Sheen apprentice my ass no way I would work under you Darth Sheen uses his immeasurable power of the force and the promise of near limitless coffees and takeouts in order to guide (laughs) our trusty heroes to their doom ushering them to meet him inside the ultimate weapon, the Bad Taste Bud Studio, where they will meet their hardest challenge yet, the Star Wars Holiday Special. I would watch that. You would watch... Uh, I, would, I would watch that. It's probably going to be better than what we're seeing There is day. actually a point in so. the script where it says pause for applause. Is, no, this, is this the part? It was, no, this is the part. So you... <laughs> I'm being quite, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm next to the mic. Pause for Hannah to find where the mic is. 
Uh, happy Life Day, everyone. Whatever you celebrate, we hope you're December. Happy 11th of December, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you celebrate, we hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. I'm personally not a massive fan of the holidays. We did kind of have a little This is chat. what I live with. I'm a bit of a Grinch. I'm a bit... the 15-minute rant on how he hates Christmas. It's not 15 minutes. It's one joke where I compare myself to Scrooge, but I also would say I will try and keep the spirit of, of all of the ghosts of Christmas inside of me and not be a miserly old... Dickhead the entire time. If I can, good luck. That's but not going to happen. It's just depressing, right? Within five minutes of this opening, you were like, "Oh yeah, it was a bit sad going to see those Christmas lights, <laughs> weren't it?" I am going to try to honor Christmas in my heart and keep it all year round. That's a damn lie. <laughs> um, I just I think right. My my issues with Christmas. I do. There are elements of Christmas I really like. The films, I honestly kind of love, which is weird. You think I wouldn't like the films because they're mostly like sent- oh, overly sentimental Aww. and kind of sappy but I do I, no, even Gremlins like you can even if you take out the horror ones I fucking I love, love Gremlins I love Gremlins Gremlins, Gremlins is, is wonderful okay Adrian <laughs> I love Gremlins <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna make no sense to any of our viewers no, at all but if you listen to our if you inside D&D if you watch us while we play D&D we should start up like a little webcam so people can watch us playing D&D as well nah I'm good you're good but I do I love the film like it's a wonderful Life is probably my most watched film in the cinema because it comes out every fucking year because it's like I don't know it's it's more of like a tradition and that that was kind of my introduction to Christmas films and I fucking love that movie it's it's beautiful um we nah. went to go see Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol like last week and it was absolutely absolutely wonderful but you guys like Christmas I think the first one I have memories of is the Santa Claus I think that's mm. the one that sticks out the most Santa Claus. Muppets Christmas Carol they came after that when I watched it but I think that's one of my favourites Muppets Christmas Carol when the Santa Claus though how good is the Santa Claus it is, we watched both of those recently it's a yeah. homage to just the 90s isn't it it's before the world went to shite and everyone's still like happy and like it's we just... had hope <laughs> this is what we, I remember liking Christmas before I was an adult like I remember I have always had I've never had a sad Christmas I got spoiled rotten I don't know where this this miserly old man is. Inherent Scrooge. I had an asthma attack on Christmas Day once. But other than Jesus that, Christmas is always Christ. been outside. Like, that was fine. I, I'm still here. All right. Uh, I'm Mostly. No Christmas problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the thing. I, like, I don't inherently hate Christmas. I hate like everything that goes before Christmas. I hate all the shopping and I hate how everything's crowded and you can't leave your like, estate think... without being in traffic because everyone's Christmas shopping and it's... It's always dark and miserable, and I don't know, you don't see sunlight for like three months. Literally, he gives money it. to his mom, and she just buys all the presents. I literally sent her a hundred pound this morning, and she's done everything else. Sounds like, hard. <laughs> sounds difficult. Yeah. She told me so the, tough. She told me the story yesterday, though, yeah. of when Liam bought her a present when he was twelve from the Christmas market. This is the saddest and story she ever. Was just like, it was the worst thing <laughs> this, I ever received. No, no, it was this, disgusting. This literally might be my origin stories of why I am a Christmas villain, why I'm a Scrooge, because this this literally happened. Me, my dad, my dad and me went to a Christmas market in Durham, and I picked her up. I thought it was beautiful. I picked her up this like candle holder, which was like a, a log and it had like a lily on it and she loves lilies. And I was like, oh, she loved this. And it was like, in retrospect, a little bit tacky. Like it was. Um, she were she opened it on Christmas Day. No, she opened it on Christmas Day. She gave me the filthiest look of disgust and she was like, this is the worst present I've ever received. <laughs> I was like a 12 year old child and she still brings it up and I'm like, you really scarred me. You ruined me that yeah, day. She brought it up yesterday. Was like, that was the worst thing I ever got. The worst present I ever received. I think would stop me from ever buying anyone yeah. a gift ever again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just yeah. done. <laughs> for one year for Christmas, right? My uh, my nana, my dad's mum. Um, she was a wonderful woman, bless mm. her. Um, I don't know if she just bought 
everything and then just sort of thinking, oh, so this can go to so-and-so, this can go to so-and-so, or whatever. I don't know what the... Christmas buy sort of... Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the kind of, you know, the mechanism the or the procedure was. was. Yeah. But I, as a 12-year-old boy, got a Winnie the Pooh kite for Christmas. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> what kind of Mary Poppins-level shit were you living in? <laughs> I'm so happy. I got a Winnie the Pooh kite, and, I was, and even I was like, oh, that was really lovely, and I thank you very much. But your mum was like, nah, this is fucking horrible. This is images, how dare you. Images of Jack in the garden just singing, let's go, uh, Lie, <laughs> Whereas Liam's mum's, how dare you darken my doorstep with this gift? I think she still has it. She said she still has it. Apparently, in the in the attic, just hiding away. But like, yeah, I think that I don't know if that was an origin story. I, I I like Christmas. I like Christmas films. I like. I hate the music. I I don't know about you guys, but apart I'm from the darkness fine. and like maybe a couple of yeah, there's a couple outliers. I fucking hate the music. As a general rule of thumb, not a fan. It boils. It's my not blood. something that goes on Spotify repeat. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's but like. I'm so- talking into the bleeding mic. This entire episode is going to be Ryan and Hannah arguing about her not talking into the mic. I have line of sight in there. <laughs> um, I mean, there are some excellent Christmas horror films. Me and you watched one the other day, a Swedish film called Rare Exports that's been out for forever. That, that was really weird. fun. I, I don't actually know how I feel about it. Really this. fun. It's so weird. I don't have an opinion on whether I liked it. A couple of years ago, you took us to see a one called Black Christmas. That was shit. That, I, in, in I was furious that I spent £10 on that film. That was the third remake of, to be in all fairness, one of the greatest horror films of all time yeah. Black Christmas a 1973 horror film called Black Christmas but it was this weird woke version of it that kind of reframed it and it just kind of felt like it was preachy to the point of being uncomfortable uh, yeah it, was, it wasn't It was gory it wasn't scary it wasn't fun weirdly enough there are like three versions of that film now and the only, the only good one is the first one uh, but Black Christmas is great uh, Krampus is great Anna and the Apocalypse absolutely fucking wonderful which oh, you guys need to see everyone it's a zombie, needs to see Anna the, the Scottish zombie Christmas musical I'm good. No, I know, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. However, it's fun. Pass. that's probably where my, like, I mean, I've done my notes for this episode, I've done my research, but that's where my, like, expertise uh, as far as movies is going to end because I am not the biggest Star Wars well, fan. you know what's sad, mm. though, about Anna in the Apocalypse? Oh, we're back here, okay. We are back here. <laughs> Hannah would absolutely you would love, love it. the songs you and the music it. and the no. story. You would it's love just it. the zombies that are going to cause issue. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm the furthest from an authority on Star Wars. I don't really have that many special memories attributed to it. Like I remember, I watched the original series when I was a teenager, and I do, I really like those first two films. Like, like what do you mean? You don't like Return of the Jedi? I like Return of the Jedi, but I think Return of the Jedi is a little bit like I don't like the Ewoks like at all. <laughs> like they really infuriate me. <laughs> but that just rem- all Hold on, Ryan's just of breaking is, everything. A, what is it, man? There's an old episode from. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. You've not seen that one where it's the Ewok. I didn't wa- I don't watch any of How I Met Your Mother. So really. it was a whole thing about how Barney thought this girl had been lying about her age because if she doesn't like Ewoks, she must have been like old when she saw the film. Okay. So therefore she was this where everyone who was a kid likes Ewoks when they first see them. And That's it's like, a, how old were you when you first when you saw, first saw the, the Jedi? You know? See, I wasn't. I was like 15, I think. So I, yeah, I was pretty much. I've never seen, seen one in cinema. I still think they're quite cute. Well, you do. You think everything's fucking cute. I've seen some VHS. That's it. Have you guys, weirdly enough, because this is like not going to be our, our first foray into Best Worst Territory with Star Wars, have you guys ever heard of The Caravan of Courage? I haven't. It no. was a two-series two Ewok um, TV show. Based, I think it was the 80s that came after Alpha Empire. There has been Empire. some poor spin-offs. Yes. I feel like I've seen that. Like. I think it's got, a ki- it's got a kid and a caravan, literally like an Oregon Trail-level caravan. To, I've not seen it, <laughs> but it's just Ewoks and a kid, and it's meant to be as abysmal as this. So that's going to be fun. Uh, but you guys love it. You guys are kind of big Star Wars. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say nerds. I'm going to yeah, say nerds I'll confidently. Take I'll take that. Um, I think I'm probably the worst <clears throat> one of the group. Like, yeah. I used yeah. to watch it all Easy. the time as a kid. Easy. You're going to be on tapes or like the... The sequel trilogy at the cinema with my dad. I remember going to see yeah. them, um, and I remember watching the original trilogy on repeat. Uh, loving, especially I think Empire was my favorite. Empire's the best one. Yeah, 
I, yeah. I love. Yeah. I still have so much love for the uh, the prequels as well. This is going to be they an interesting are a, one. Okay. A tarnished masterpiece. <laughs> they are like, I think, the ideology, like the ideas and the way it's yeah. like puts everything together is genius. I think the execution and the dialogue at times is dire. I think I'll admit lo- that. You yeah. know, I a hate lo- sand. <laughs> it's oh my god! I quote that so often. It gets so everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Any opportunity. I like the water. I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. <laughs> but again, it's a, a bit like your Sam Raimi thing. Where is it not meant to be deliberately awkward? Because it's an awkward teenager who's never met a woman in his life before. It, it suddenly yeah. being, you can do it being told to be like told to God this hot senator woman who's like you know like it's is it not meant to be like weirdly enough deliberately I, awkward weirdly you know? enough I do wonder because I hated I, I only ever saw the first two and I, I did hate them the first time I seen them but I do wonder whether or not reframing them in this like high camp angle might be a lot better because they are kind of camp they're they're, they're extremely camp and that's... <sighs> I don't I only remember like bits and pieces of them but what I do know is they are highly referenced in a lot of different media they're doing the whole Senate talk thing. The Simpsons is a whole episode on it. And there is a lot of Senate talk, from what the, I remember. The, the movie that gets made in The Simpsons Aye, is literally democracy. just two hours <laughs> in the Senate. And AT&T shows up, breaks what? in, sits down, puts his glasses on. Well, what's your opinions on the sequel trilogy, then? The, the Skywalker trilogy? Mixed feelings. Yeah. yeah. What was it called? I nearly just called it A New Hope 2. <laughs> it is, though, really, The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams doing everything he can two. just to remake it. The Force Awakens, <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Good first it's point in a sequel yeah. it's like it's flashy it's nostalgic it does all of those things right it hits those yeah. star wars sort of it, it it scratches that star wars itch it doesn't break any rele- you know revelations or any real new ground yeah. um but it's an enjoyable film to watch yeah it's probably what was needed at the time because we had had such a long break it was a, from it was a hard reboot, universe. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it was i think it was needed to have that real star wars vibe but, uh, and just feel right. like a quote unquote star wars film weirdly enough i almost like i attribute that film almost like a Marvel film. It's like perfectly serviceable, but kind of generic to the point yeah, where I don't I think I that. want to rewatch it. I can see that argument. Weirdly yeah. enough, I really like, I, I don't know how, really I don't know how like controversial it's going to be. I like Last Jedi a lot. I have a lot of mixed, every time I think about it, I have mixed feelings, but yeah. I think they tried to take a lot of risks. Yes. Some of them paid off. Some, some of them, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think what they try to do with Luke Skywalker and subvert the expectations that he's just going to come in and save the day, even though he kind of did, yeah. but he kind of didn't. Uh, and the whole, you know, like that was an interesting like narrative. Yeah, uh, it wasn't what you expected to happen. I don't think. I think everyone just expected Luke Skywalker to come in and be just this like omnipotent, yes. mad badass Jedi and like lead the rebellion and, and probably die at some point because mm. he had to do follow the whole, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi yes. sort of the hero's plot journey. arc. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting and it was good to watch. There was some bits, the whole casino planet and things like oh, that. Oh, that's balls. <laughs> yeah, a whole new world. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, that pointless side quest to yeah. fill out the films like, Literally, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, we don't know, know what to do with you two people. Go over there. Go play and on the, the casino. Yeah, the Kylo Ren and Rey stuff again interesting. Yeah. Like light leaning the dark, dark yeah. leaning the light, both kind of falling inwards on one another and like kind of in a in like a sort of not you know, a, a kind of moral grey area. And, yeah. You know, people from a classic sort of West Side story thing where people from opposite sides of the fence kind of mm-hmm. seeing common ground and seeing eye to eye. again, relatively new because Star Wars is often like at least in the main films, mm-hmm. being very monochromatic, hasn't yes. it? Yeah. It's good as good, bad as bad, yeah. uh, etc. You know, there's yeah. no middle ground there. A lot of the other Star Wars material, whether it's games and comics and 
uh, TV so shows, TV shows dip big, very much yeah. into the kind of ambiguity and the moral, you know, grey areas with the force and stuff. But like in the in the in the films, at least, it's always been very black and white. Very much. It was something it's I very... really appreciated. Like I felt the gravity of those two. It's kind of like they were circling each well, other. You had those opposing elements and the similarities, and that, that really drew and, me in. And of course, Ben Swallow. Ben Swallow. Which you know what? I'm I'm all here for that. There's something about uh, what's the actor? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. He's, he's, he's something about his broken face that just gets me <laughs> <laughs> his broken broken face um, but I, I really like Last Jedi because of, I think again it, it is the it's a filmmaker who is allowed to do something a little bit different with material that I do really appreciate but I just don't like we are going to get to Rise of Skywalker because that's going to be probably even more controversial I just don't like the generic this is just another template of a film that we've I seen I went into work after we watched the second one and I'd said to someone I was working with oh I really enjoy the second Star Wars movie he hit the fucking roof. Oh, honestly, at proper the time... Fan girl, like, it's you a proper would never do that. At the time that came out, like, yeah. Oh, there, there what do you mean you would never do that? You wouldn't burn books? And like, I, there, I, okay. there are two kinds <laughs> of people. There are people who think... I don't think I've met anyone who thinks Last Jedi is just mediocre okay. You either absolutely fucking love it or you absolutely despise it. And I've not met I anyone. I enjoyed who, it, but I'm... You yeah, understand. I, you understand. I understand the criticisms. I understand the issues with it. Criticism. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker steamrolls over The Last Jedi and it may as well have not happened yeah. the vast majority of the plot and points. a lot of it was, it was the rebels escaped response, yeah. Ren and, and uh, you know the two characters yeah. talk a bit and stuff like that the Empire the, the new Emperor dies yeah um, it, it could be summarised in like a, a couple of bullet points and it's like you may as well have not watched it because it has no overbearing on the plot mm-hmm. I think what was going to happen that didn't happen with that whole trilogy was I think Leia was going to be a huge part. It was going to be Leia's trilogy. Yeah, which, I think it was going to be Leia's trilogy, like Luke's trilogy was the originals. Yeah. And obviously that didn't happen to Carrie Fisher passing away. You know what? So they had to totally pull something out of the bag and pull something out of their arse. Because like just handing out Leia's lightsaber as if it was really significant. And yeah. it just wasn't really because they didn't like they didn't have those moments. And the, it, 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 it wasn't like build it. up to it. Yeah, it, felt, it felt hollow. It felt weak. But I also hate the fact that it was a direct response to fan fan bitching basically like it was a direct response to people let's go saying, back to the templates yeah and yeah like the whole who is ray she's a you know person born from no known family she has no parents and that's all like you know orphan mm-hmm. classic orphan protagonist yeah. sort of thing um which then comes into actually no you are very important because you're from the very important yeah. family and which that's I, it i just and that's hate it's it. just your lineage is everything and everything else is inconsequential i hate that as a as a, as a motif anyway in films where it's like you're right like you the, the great thing about Last Jedi for me was this idea that anyone can be important, that anyone can be uh, extremely kind of influential. And then they, they wreck on that immediately, like, because fans were like, oh, no, no, you've set up this big mystery. You've set up this big, this big speculation as to who her family is. And you've told us it's no one. And we're pissed off because that's not a satisfying resolution. Um, it, it kind of, it, I lump it in with the films that I absolutely despise. I mean, hell, we run a podcast where we talk about the very worst films but I just feel like there are certain films that I think are immeasurably worse, despite the fact that I think The Rise of Skywalker is competently made. It has some good special effects. It has some decent action scenes. It's just hollow. It's just this like studio mm-hmm. mandate film that you're right. You get J.J. Abrams anytime you want to make a studio mandate film. That's like completely inoffensive. I mean, hell, we just watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is the exact same. Is that another deal. one of his works? It's, the, it's not. It's not JJ, but it's it's the same kind of bullshit where it's like everything in here is entirely made to service fans. All you, style, no substance. All style, like yeah. all cameos, all references. Where you you could just tell me something interesting, and I think as much as you're right, like Last Jedi stumbles at points. At least it's some a filmmaker trying to do something with material he clearly likes and doing something interesting and, and quite inventive with it. Having said that, I think as Disney might be stumbling a little bit with the films, similar to Marvel, weirdly, they're kind of excelling in the TV department. Oh, yeah. So Had we, us finally excited. Yeah. Had to be able to contribute to the conversation. <laughs> so, well, no, because we, we did a thing, didn't we, 
everywhere where this was a what two last years year ago, i think it was during lockdown year? wasn't it like we decided that because i didn't have much exposure to any of the star wars films yeah so jack was like right okay what we're going to do is we're going to watch the star wars films but in order mm. from the beginning so i was like oh yeah Sounds, yeah. sounds great. And so we watched the films back to back. So they all sort of blend into one for me. I'm not We didn't gonna just like, do the films though. Like, we did it chronologically. Yeah, but we did the, the series we as well. The one thing that really got me into Star Wars, and I would say had I not watched it, I don't know if I'd enjoyed the whole universe as much as I do, and that would be Clone Wars. It was fantastic. TV short, because there's, there's a movie as well for that, isn't there? Or yeah, like, we didn't yeah. watch yeah. the movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I've heard is like a 6 out of 10, yeah. fine, forgettable sort of thing. But yeah, we watched like episode, episode 1, Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, and then all of the Clone Wars, and then yeah. episode 3, then all of Rebels, and then mm-hmm. 4, 5, 6, etc. Okay. But what Clone um, Wars And does... the Han Solo one. There's a lot. It's a bit intimidating, really. Oh, it is. Yeah, it took, us, it took us a while. But the thing that Clone Wars does really well is it fleshes out the characters and their motives and their backgrounds, and you really sort of feel like you can step into their shoes and understand the motives for what they're doing which I think had I not watched Clone Wars I don't think the movies would have hit as it hard yeah. yeah because Anakin well, it's world turning building as well, isn't Darth, it? Yeah, just, it was seven... absolutely heartbreaking after seven seasons of coming to absolutely adore <laughs> his character and his like relationships with Ahsoka and, and the rest Obi-Wan. of the Jedi and Obi-Wan <laughs> and like you've got some of the best fucking villains in there as well I'm like how sure. uh, what's his name um well, Grievous. hello there. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I fucking love Grievous. Like, he's one of my faves. And then what's the, the spider one? The, what's his, what's his oh, name? Um, your descriptions are just, like, <laughs> just next level of poetry. Anyone, who's, the one that anyone who's not watched Clone Wars will get it from that noise. But yeah, <laughs> is his name Krell or something like that? Yeah, something like that, but they're, they're just oh, they're no, that's so the, good. And oh, that was a, oh, Krell's the other guy. He was the nasty general guy. But anyway. Anyway. We're, yeah. we're losing them. We're <laughs> losing this is what you're, 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 the, the, the universe that I you're describing here. mentioned the Mandalorian. Well, I was about to say Mandalorian, which I kind of took this spaghetti western approach, which I think I... So I, I tried with one episode and I just think I'm not as entrenched in this world to really appreciate it as anyone much. anyone can appreciate the Mandalorian. Someone who's a yeah. Star Wars nerd will appreciate it more so because of the references and the mm. world building and things. But I feel like what they try to do with the Mandalorian was, like, the Star Wars whole world is that kind of, you know, the lone samurai sort yeah. of thing, isn't it? It's a lot of that inspiration from those old samurai films. Well, that and the spaghetti and I think, western as well, which I exactly. think, Exactly, yeah, and I feel see. like it's almost yeah. pulling from, rather than, pull, like, mirroring the actual Star Wars films, it's mirroring the source material the Star yeah. Wars films were inspired by. Um, and I can't, there's one episode in season two of The Mandalorian, it is basically, like, a shot for shot, almost like a mini homage to... One of these samurai, really famous samurai film. I can't remember the name of it though, which is going to boil. It's probably me. by Kurosawa. Um, but yeah, it's like a, the one with Ahsoka in it. It's like a shot for yes. shot remake of like this. Oh, now I need to know. Film. Now I'm like, it's really, it's, a, it's, it's not really, Seven Samurai, is it? I can't remember. No, man. it's um, it's it's brilliant though. Anyway, but, yeah. Um, I think what John Favreau and Dave Filoni have been doing is really interesting. And Dave Filoni is what we've talked about him before on the podcast because yes, he's have. the mastermind of uh, Clone Wars. Yes, he left Avatar: The Last Airbender to go and work on Clone Wars, and he shot some of the best shot, produced, whatever. Nice. Um, some of the best episodes in Avatar as well, like, you know, um, some of, like Very season one, guy, like yeah. um, like the, some of the, the finale of season mm-hmm. one and all of yeah. that sort of thing, so really epic moments. So he's oh, like wow. a king of animation, and it's nice to see that he's getting more sort of live-action live projects action to yeah. work with and stuff, and obviously under a, under kind of... As a co-produced co- or, or kind of under John Favreau, I think he's got the, the main credit. Taika, was it 
I'm not going to... Tika. It's Tiger involved. Tiger involved. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a director in it as well. He directs like... Well, no, he's he's to be doing he directed a, a couple of episodes. Is he maybe making a, a film as well? I'm sure he's like on... on There's talks the, about it. I was about in, the, in, in talking procedures to actually make a Star Wars Everyone film. Everyone wants him to make a film for them at the minute. He's, he's hot shit <laughs> at the minute, isn't he? Man. I mean, as as fellow what we do in the Shadow nerds, I, I oh, can... Nothing but appreciation for Tiger. But again, I, what I like to see, and I, I do I really appreciate that the, the actual universe, the TV universe anyway is allowing creators to do things that are creative and different and interesting. Whereas you, yeah, you look at the Abrams films and it's just a pastiche of bullshit. There's Frankenstein's monster of cr- fan service and crap references and just MacGuffins. And yeah. these, but this is the thing, like I remember like hating that film so much because of the way they brought Palpatine back and the way they did this thing where I was like, they, we're not going to explain it. We'll give this stupid arbitrary yeah, bullshit Yeah, I was talking excuse. about this before. Like there is force ghosts, like Obi-Wan yeah. and Yoda are back. So like life after death and all of these things are not like, no, unknown entities in the Star Wars universe it's been touched on before but it was just how sort of shoehorn how like wedged yeah. in it felt like it was hammered in by like a, it was just like it was a board, was, a board of me- uh, governors it had was just, it been yeah. like a dramatic U-turn or a dramatic thing or maybe even like a, alluded to in one of the other films it might have gone down better but it was just like once a, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away Palpatine's <laughs> back, back yada, yeah. yada 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 let's, <laughs> let's, let's just don't worry going. about it just watch the fucking movie pretty yeah, much like it had like it, there was no foreshadowing yeah. no overbearing like plot points to it it yeah. just felt like fucking like you know press the red button well, put Palpatine it, back in you know it's like the panic button mode where they don't know what to do with the film it, take, it takes back. its audiences for idiots I think and it does really under, underestimates their intelligence levels in this idea that you can't handle an interesting complex script I wasn't underestimated well, <laughs> the no, fans this really bitched well, no, but this is the thing. I feel like a lot of the, the, the more vocal, it's not the fans because I mean, Jack's a fan and Jack wouldn't clearly doesn't appreciate that either. It's the vocal fans. It's the ones that get on message boards and, and troll the internet. It's the every ones that... Every fandom has them. Well, you uh, just, uh, Drag true. Race has them. It, it, literally every fucking fandom has them. There are some extremely toxic fans. But the noisy they're just the loudest ones, aren't they? down the yeah. other 98% in every... Whether, whether it's anything, so, any like, movement, any fandom, there's always that... Vocal two yeah. percent that make the other ninety eight percent look shit. Before we actually move, because we are we are going to move on and talk about the Christmas special. Because I want to take all that. <laughs> I want to take all that love that you have for it and just crush it, <laughs> crush it in my I'm fully aware. Like fist. it looks like there's a Jesus walkie. I don't know so, if you're going to have me hating this this film. I'll be honest. I'm really excited. I think the best and the worst Star Wars content is the non mainstream content. That's fair. Like this is obviously yeah. I've not seen it. I know it's twenty two percent on or two point two on IMDb, twenty seven percent rotten tomatoes. The, twi- the twenty seven percent is a, is a mislead as well because there's like five reviews on there, so it's like one good review out of five. And I think that one, <laughs> even that one good review was like I was I, he was like yeah I was high as balls. It was great. Like, it wasn't a good review. It was like I was enjoying myself because I was stoned to fuck. Well, like uh, a question: Do you think it's a good idea to make a movie about characters who predominantly can't speak? <laughs> I, mean, I can't do the Okie Noise. I don't know. I was waiting for Hannah to do the Okie Noise because she's quite good at it. But No, I'm not actually that good at it. It's Thanks, just a, a semi-imitator. Anyway. Anyway. A semi-imitator Wookiee or a pigeon, depending on which one you want to look at when I get annoyed. Cool. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I feel like we might have mentioned this on the podcast once before. But I tend to refer to Hannah when she gets annoyed as Han Ha. Which is a bit of a real, really deep Star Wars reference because it's <laughs> Han Ha is a Wookiee from the Knights of the Old Republic games, um, which are a, a beloved franchise oh, by. Um, right. They're like, they were made by BioWare. They were kind of. The, oh, yeah. Were they yeah, just yeah, yeah. before Dragon Age? I think yes. it was a similar sort of um, conversational and RPG combat system as Dragon Age, where it's that kind of faux turn based combat sort of thing, but it's like in real time, but like mm. the turn based sort of. Um, and again, some of the best, like some of the best Star Wars material ever. There, like Knights of the Republic Two, The Sith Lords, is still probably one of my favorite games ever. It's I'll have what, to check it out. Um, yeah. You've got to install the Lost Content mod though, because the end got really rushed. Okay. And it was like 
Uh, there's some mods which kind of what? fix it. Bioware can't stick an ending? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm half kidding. I quite like Looking the ending of Mass Effect. I quite yeah. like the ending of Mass Effect, but I'm half kidding. Um, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting one because it's. I would rank it closer to the Manos level of it's so incompetent and ridiculous that it's it's hard to not enjoy it. You'll at least be consistently. Oh, it has B. Arthur in. I'm excited. Well, it has B. Arthur in. It has. Um, it has. It has Wookie porn in. It has. You're right. Like what? genuine. What? Don't. I wanted to mention Wookie porn, but oh not my. actually elaborate on Wookie porn just yet. Not as in like Wookie's fucking. Just, just you watch the film. Um, <laughs> can we um, can we also talk about Dune for a little bit? Yeah, oh, you, you wanted to bring June. this up. Yeah, let's just talk what about Dune. What a fucking film, by the way. Right? How yes. I've actually not had, an, op- I've not had an opportunity to talk about how much I like Dune, because we were going to do it on our other podcast, the one that I do with Harry, but he did, right. never got around to so doing it. Is. it. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my sordid affair. Um, Dune's fucking wonderful, man. Like, so good. I'm currently like halfway through the book, um, which is a beast of a tome, if I've ever fucking tackled so, one. So yeah, I wanted to talk about this, because yeah. they were written, the first one came out in 1965. Yeah, I think so. Right. So obviously considerably before 1977 yes. when A New Hope was released. I don't know how long A New Hope was in production for and things, um, but I was yes. just going like, Jesus Christ, how did George Lucas <laughs> not get sued? <laughs> like, just let's let's look at a few bits. So yeah, yeah. let's compare Tatooine to Aragus for a starter. Yeah. Oh, shit, Two yeah. moons for a start, just yes. a sand planet. Arid desert yeah. planet. Um, has more, sandworms as well, don't they? Giant sandworms, yes. You steal them up. Yeah, Sorry. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Don't worry. I didn't realize giant, it was this deep either. Yeah. So yeah, giant yeah, sandworms versus the was it the Sarlacc pit, which was yes. on Tatooine as well yes. in uh, Return of the Jedi. So another big vaginary sand creature. Um, you've got moisture farmers on Tatooine, and you've got Jew collectors on June. <laughs> you've got what now? <laughs> D E W. Sorry, that might be my uh, my poor articulation. Yeah, let's there. let's uh, Americanize this. Do collectors. Yes. Thank you for that uh, clarification. There. Uh, spice as a yeah. substance in in Star Wars. You've got like it's pretty much the. You've yeah. got the mines of Kessel, where the spice is mined, and it's like the most illicit drug, and it's one of the most sought after properties in the thing. Yeah. In June, it is. What it gives, it's also a drug, but it's also used to power ships. It's like a force power thing as it well. It feels a bit yeah. like liquid yeah. karma vibes there, it? where it's yeah. a bit all things. <laughs> this, this, nice reference. This substance is all things to all men, yes. sort of thing. You know, it's important for everyone. You've got the Empire versus the Imperium. Yeah. Again, yeah. Imperial is just another word for empire. Yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, synonym empire. That one. <laughs> that one. And then obviously, uh, I. There is a lot more of those similarities, but I don't want to say much more because they are leaning more into the Dune yeah. books. Yeah. Uh, and that might be, I don't know, potential spoilers for the next Dune film and things. So I don't want to uh, say. There is a lot more of those similarities, but I don't want to touch any well, I, I, more I, I, of them because that might uh, invoke a I, few spoilers. I wonder how popular Frank Herbert's Dune was on its initial release because obviously the, the original Lynch film didn't come out until 84, which I think was way after even Empire. Was that... David Lynch. David Lynch was the original oh, I didn't one. David Lynch did June. Oh, it's yeah. a fucking train wreck. Don't like it's 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 wonderful, and I, I really like it, but it's an absolute. There train wreck. was a recent re-showing of it in the pictures before yeah. June came out, and we were gonna go see it, but then we forgot. It's like it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of a, a analysis on how a filmmaker such as David Lynch, who is like so adverse to kind of the the norm and contemporary work, will try and kind of adapt something and and just 
you can you can tell like David Lynch is one of those auteurs who you you really can't control and you really can't kind of segment to one kind of blockbuster film and you can see it come out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like weirdly enough, I think Villeneuve uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. It's Villeneuve. Villeneuve, Villeneuve the, the guy who made the, 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 the recent one. He kind of finds that sweet spot between art house and blockbuster because he obviously mm-hmm. did it with Blade Runner and did it with like films like Arrival as well. Because he was twenty was did he do he did twenty forty nine yes, with yeah. Ridley Scott or was it like a I think Scott it? was a producer. Like I think oh, he was right. in, oh, involved right. yeah. so. Um, he manages to find that sweet spot between blockbuster, but you're right. Like it's it's this grand epic film on a scale that I don't think we've really seen since like something like Lord of the Rings, even really, of like immense world building and just kind of being like invested and in being invested in just the aesthetics and the world and the characters as much as I've been in a film in, in the longest time. Um, but you're right. Like the comparisons, you see that you. you oh, watch... sorry. Did I mention the lead character has magic space powers? Well, magic as well. space powers. Yeah. <laughs> well, explain magic space powers. Well, yep. yeah. I don't know whether, whether he would ever do one, but like my my, I, I'm desperate to see Villeneuve do a Star Wars film. Like I think at this point, like if if anyone's gonna really pique my interest in the franchise, yeah, I, I putting him in charge of Star 100% Wars, hundred percent be keen for that. Would be insane. Well. <laughs> like, they're absolutely mental. But uh, yeah. let's talk about the planet Kashyyyk. Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do the planet Kashyyyk, are we? Yeah, yeah. Because it's the Wookiee planet, right? Yeah, the Wookiee planet. It's been in loads and loads of like Star Wars media, mostly mm. video games, uh, TV shows, and things like that. I don't think it ever has been on the big screen before, mm. uh, bar except this. Well, I was about to say, it's, you're about to see it. Monstrous. It had thing. one release day, and it never released <laughs> after that. But uh, yeah, planet Kashyyyk's been on like I'm thinking of Star Wars again, Knights of the Republic, yes. yeah. Republic Commando, which was an excellent game as well. Uh, and mm. a lot of the Star Wars... Oh, oh no, tell a lie. You did see Kashyyyk, didn't you? You saw it in... Um... You're, you're, you're asking me, but I have no idea. Yeah, you, it was... Yoda <laughs> was there fighting yes. in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yoda was there right. fighting with the clones in Revenge of the Sith. And that's when they, like, like jumped them out of the yeah. mind, isn't it? Like the... I think I remember that. They had, like, the big that. sort of walk-on-water sort of spy, like, little, like, mm-hmm. two-wheeled sort of droid ships. God, I really like don't yeah. remember the prequels at all. Like, I've got no memory I of them. Because you see Chewbacca in Revenge of the Sith. Weirdly enough, the only memory I have of the prequels is the space pod scene the racing scene oh this is pod racing pod racing and the weird scene in Attack of the Clones at the end where they're in the big arena um, that's the only two bits I remember of the entire and the bit in the lava in the, in the, well, the, the final film. fight the final fight keep going, I just oh, remember this bit and this bit and this bit oh actually I remember the entire film there was one from each movie yeah there was see ah. but like I mean you're right I think Star Wars is so influential that it's it's hard to kind of see failures as, as, as immense as this and not think Kind of how did how was this allowed to happen the way it happened? And there so, is there is quite a lot of history. Did George Lucas direct this? No, George Lucas's involvement was really <laughs> minimal on this. Like it was, it's a weird. I will get I'll tell you what I get into it. So yeah, it originally began its production weirdly enough before New New Hope was even released. So this kind of this concept. So I'm going to make a Christmas special of a thing that's not even out. It was never going to be a Christmas special, but <laughs> no. But like Lucas envisioned this the first film. You're so so happy this didn't happen. But Lucas originally envisioned the first film as a film entirely about Wookies. And this creature that he he designed, nothing else, just Wookiees screaming for ninety minutes. That was his original. <laughs> oh, um, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, that's not the uh, the final film we ended up with. But I'm it was sure we're thankful. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but it was something he adapted then and, and made into the Christmas special in, in the in the coming months. So in the in the months that followed the original film and the resounding success of the original film, because obviously the original film was massive. Uh, the Star Wars crew began garnering a lot more popularity on the small screen and um, by doing variety shows. So they would have the cast on uh, most notably the Donnie and Marie show which I know for us we don't have that many I guess our equivalent is like the Graham Norton show or something like that yeah, like a, chat, like a chat we have chat shows they have variety shows like SNL so yeah. we just don't really do them do we mm. much over here um, 
Uh, but yeah, they had this big thing on the Donnie Marie show where they had Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, who was just so coked up the entire time. Obviously. Like, I'm so I'm so excited for you to see how coked she is in the holiday special. Like, I feel like she needed to be rest of fucking soul because she's an absolute, like, living, well, not living legend. She's, yeah, unfortunately. A legend. A legend. A legend. Um, but yeah, they even had the they even had little robots on. They had, like, Stormtroopers on. They had the gay robots on from Star Wars. The gay robots from Star Wars. <laughs> um, that very same year, CBS brought the idea of doing a holiday special to Lucas. Head of marketing, Charles Lippincott, which to which the response was a resounding, why are you laughing at this name so much? Why can't you get past the word Lippincott? To which the response was a resounding, sure, why the fuck not? Um, everyone agreed that a special was a good idea, which again, really? I think they were really popular. Yeah, they were riding the high. Yeah. Had this have been a good episode, guess, they were yeah, riding yeah. the TV I high guess when time. you've made the biggest film of the year <laughs> last year, you've got one of two kind this of is it. mindsets you're either unbelievably precious about your intellectual property and will only approve yep. projects associated with it that are of the highest standards that you expect. Oh, you capitalize, or, man. Or, <laughs> yeah, or dollar-dollar bills, you all sort of... Okay, yeah, yeah, Lucas, Lucas like, literally, in the, you know, the cartoons where they have, like, dollar signs just, like, lift up the character's eyes, and that was just George <laughs> Lucas's face. Cha-ching! Um, it's just it's hubris again, isn't it? It's <laughs> that this was idea a terrible of, analogy. I, you, right, let me do it well, again. No, let me do it again. No, that was it. You don't get it again. In Tom and Jerry... When Tom sees money, no. I don't know. This is somehow got worse. Why do cats need money? What's the cartoons where people see money? Like, Lots what? of them. It's, it's like just Looney a general Tunes. Looney Tunes. Yeah. Looney Tunes. Okay, so in Looney it's Tunes, not Liam. <laughs> I am I am dying on this hill. Okay, moving on. So yeah, we just see it's again. It's hubris, isn't it? It's the idea of how can we fail? How can we possibly do this? It was so successful. How can how can this ever go wrong? And you see, you see it every. You see, we saw it recently with something like Halloween Kills, which again was something that kind of brought back the series. You guys didn't see Halloween Kills, did you? It's a piece of shit. Lucas was really busy at the time. He was actually moving Lucas Films to a new location. Obviously, the success had kind of. I think he was upsizing the studio at the time, uh, but he was also working on the script, the original script for Empire as well at the time. So I think the, the precedence was on making Empire as good as it could be. Uh, so Lucas Film producer Gary Kurtz later went on record to say that yeah, the script actually was really good at the start. Apparently. The original uh, idea for the script was was really promising. We had half a dozen meetings uh, with a TV company that was making it. And in the end, because of the work on promoting Star Wars and the work on the next film, we realized they just had no time. So it was a real rush job. It was a real... We, we often see films that are like projects of passion, like Troll 2 and Manos, that uh, might be terrible. <laughs> um, but at least there was some effort went in. This wasn't that. This was, shit, we agreed to do this, and now we're running out of time. I'd Let's get it the fuck though. out. <laughs> Lucas's input was basically what you can. You have to use Wookies. That was it. So yeah, Lucas would show up every now and again and say a few things. He would like oversee the project, but not actually contribute to the project. So it's like yeah, you have to use Wookies and you have to do something else. Can't remember what the other big one was. The, the, the plot had to centralize around Wookies. The eventual director Steve Binder. He did. He, 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 apparently, he said the only um, the only help he was given on sets from anyone involved in the original film was Lucas giving him a Wookie dictionary or a wiki bible sorry oh, a wiki encyclopedia and wikipedia basically the name of the I, know, I love wikipedia. it i love it um that was his entire kind of help and this was but a guy I'd be pretty pissed off at that point i'd be like yeah fuck yeah. It, you know what this is the movie you want this is the movie you're going to get and just throw it out <laughs> yeah he said literally so we just left them he said they had occasional meetings with them um he provided them with access to props and actors and that was it apparently so it's safe to say this wasn't the labor of love that New Hope was, uh, and that most of the primary production was, again, being used for Empire at the time. 
Um, though Lucas remains uncredited, the idea to build the narrative around Chewbacca's family was squarely his. Subsequently, when experienced variety show writer Bruce Valanche, who you'll probably recognize, I mean, a lot of us remember that name. He's been in quite a few Drag Race episodes, but he was a big uh, comedy writer in the 70s. He did a lot of the variety shows again, so he was like really big on uh, Donnie Marie uh, and SNL, things like that. He expressed a lot of concern. He kind of went to Lucas and said... So do we think it's a great idea making a 90-minute feature film about Wookiees where they don't speak English and they scream at the screen and you don't want to subtitle them either? And Lucas just said he would not budge. <laughs> this was his vision. He is not budging on this. <laughs> and Lucas is... I think he's like... <laughs> I think, yeah, we should, we should like, space out the Wookiee noises because we're going to get a lot I'm of that. I'm dying scene. to see it. We're going to get there. So we're going to get... I'm sorry, I know you're I want to watch the movie. I want to watch the movie. <laughs> It's never a secret that Lucas has always been a bit of a drama queen. Most auteurs are, uh, but really, in what oh, it definitely seems like a drama. In queen. what universe, near or far, far away, would this ever be a good idea? Like, uh, you, you get it? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know about you guys. You'd be as big fans. Chewie, what's his appeal? Like, I love him. I do love him. But do you think his appeal is like in the small? Because he's never like predominantly a big character, no, right? He's, he's like a, he's a side character. He's a and strong silent type. Yeah. yeah. That, that's exactly that's how he exactly. Yeah. You've taken the words right out of my mouth. So, like, you take a strong silent type and you you what? You blow it up for ninety minutes and then you make them all scream at us. <laughs> Wookie's not even the biggest offender. Wait until you guys see Itchy and what, what the fuck do they want to call it? it was Itchy. itchy. No, it's not Itchy Lumpy. and Mitchy. Lumpy. Is that the, the name of a Wookie? It's t- so Lumpy is the granddad Wookie and Itchy is the child Wookie. Oh, yeah. son. I actually remember these puppets pretty well. Yeah. I don't understand that. Hang on, where did they get the names from? Itchy, Lumpy, and Chewbacca. Right. Like what? why is why did Lumpy yeah. name like Chewbacca's quite a right quite like a nice Chewbacca, Chewbacca, yeah, fair enough. Like it's Chewy Z in one of the games and Dave. <laughs> Dave <laughs> and Riggy. But I guess unless Lumpy is short for so because Chewy is uh, Chewbacca short of Chewy, maybe so maybe Lumpy like a tree. And oh. itchy like from Ivy. I don't know. I feel like, like you're stretching here. Maybe like. they're all are they all backers? Maybe it's like Itchbacker and Lumpbacker. And it's just short. No, maybe know. that was worse. <laughs> maybe he's like Chewbacky. You're all These are like natural names. No, no. He chews no, back. Or maybe Lumpy. this was the director being incredibly pissed off that no one would have been able to find. You're yeah. fucking itchy, you're fucking so, lumpy. The one thing he should scratchy, do well is names. <laughs> the special went through two directors, actually. The first being David Acombe, um, but he was kind of quickly fell off the project because he felt an overwhelming sense of... Um, Dread. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It was this overwhelming sense that he, he wasn't experienced with multi-camera setups anyway, but he also felt that they just kind of left him there. The producer said, right, get on with it, and didn't give him any help. And again, we're, we're, remember, we're one film in at this point. The, the idea, the grand idea that Lucas has for this series is not kind of... It, it might be... It might be completely fermented in his head but it's not for everyone else and I think a lot of the directors even the second director so when they did eventually bring in Steve Binder even he said the entire time he corroborated all that experience and said I was given no help on this thing and that's why it came out as as messy and as as kind of garbled as it, as it is weirdly enough they do have a lot of again a lot of um, really talented people working on this granddaddy of practical effects Stan Winston who you guys all know did all the effects during the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. he did like Terminator Jurassic Park he, he did the thing. My my personal all time favorite is practical yeah. effects. Is the thing. Uh, yeah. He did all the obviously all the. There was a lot of talent on yeah. it. It's just no one. No no one knew what they were fucking doing. <laughs> yeah. This is why a director is important. This is why someone or a creative mind, Lucas, should have been there. Really, 
it should have maybe taken a bit more time, I guess. Um, so the special was broadcast in its entirety in the US only once. Wasn't it? Isn't it two hours long? It's an hour and a half. Oh, I it's think, like two yeah. hours when I Google it. Pretty right? don't. I was sitting there going. Now like, I'm worried. I'm feeling sleepy. Looking. <laughs> looking at now time. I'm worried. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 1978, the week before Thanksgiving, uh, and aired on CBS uh, from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. All of the acts of the special loosely linked together with this material that involves the, the Wookiees preparing for Life Day and Han and Chewie trying to get back in time for Life Day. So there's the the overriding well, narrative. A year on Kashyyyk is just thinking about it. I wonder like, about that. Do they do it like? Is there an like, is there a galactic... Is there a calendar? I wonder if there's, like, a galactic calendar where a year is a year everywhere in this galaxy, or whether it's, I like... I wonder about that. ...a year on Kashyyyk is however long it takes for one lap of the sun that they orbit. To, to orbit, yeah. yeah. So you think you'd have, like, yeah, inter- they have an international year. Like, uh, Gotta be, surely. Like, English is a business language. You would like just pick a, time. Yeah, you pick a centralised <laughs> time. And you know it's going to be Earth, because we just colonise everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> PT, Palpatine yeah, time. Palpatine time. Uh, there are, obviously, the kind of... As you weave about this this overarching narrative, there's there's musical numbers, there's animated what? segments. Don't you wait, my friend. <laughs> there are musical numbers, there are animated segments, there's <laughs> full-on just stand-up scenes. Like, there are, there are scenes that oh, people are just doing stand-up comedy. Um, but it actually managed to get a big guest cast as well. Like the, the, the cast they got in, again, especially for the time, they got stars like Jefferson Starship, which I wonder if they entirely did that because of the fact that they're called <laughs> Jefferson Starship. Not because they're actually talented musicians. Uh, Diane Carroll, uh, who actually is the one in the Wookiee porn scene that I'm really excited oh, for you fun. guys to see. <laughs> I'm not going to explain this any further until we see it. Okay, uh, Art fun. Carney, Harvey Corman, who was again big in the Donnie Marie show. A lot of those kind of very, very big in the 70 specials. Uh, and our personal favourite, Ryan... My personal favorite Golden Girl as well. Oh, fucking be Arthur! Be Arthur. Uh, have you guys ever seen the Golden Girls? Because this is a very, this is a very only gay. Only when you. It's a very it gay on. thing. It's only when you've had it's, it on. I've been wrong. It's a right to passage. Thank you for being the friend. It's a right to passage in the gay, gay community. Golden Girls, we watch together. We get yeah, we watch those. You're like pretty much a gay man anyway, so it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Just vis- visible confusion. How does that translate to an audio narrative? Um, but like the thing with Beata and especially the thing with Dorothy, Dorothy Spornak the character she plays is she's like this surly basically she's like a drag <laughs> queen surly. in and of herself and she has this like really deep gruff voice where she, can you do a Dorothy Spornak impersonation nah. ma <laughs> she talks like that ma. that wasn't bad <laughs> that's kind of like the, that's the best I can do I was going to try and think of a sentence but I can't even attempt it um, but they get her to sing because of course they do you hire an actress who is known for sounding like she eats cigarettes and you ask her to sing <laughs> in your movie um, we're very close to getting there guys I mean, I'm no, I can see the, the visible excitement in Ryan's face so let's get there uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special was universally lambasted by critics, audiences, oh. and Star Wars fans alike. As you said, I think it's on 2.2 on IMDb. That 27 is generous on on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Brooks... When I said lambasted, I just immediately thought of all the angry Tuscan Raiders. A critic for the... Uh, <laughs> critic, for, critic for the US Times called the program a bubblegum for the brain. Uh, and in what I think is the most genius stroke of criticism of all time, Nathan Rabin for AV Club uh, called it... I'm No, sorry. Nathan Rabin for the... Uh, Nathan Rabin for the AV Club said that the special... Um, oh. Nathan Rabin of the AV Club... Uh, Set of the specials. Yeah, you <laughs> was, have a go. I'm fucking this up. Do you want to have a go? Do you want to have a go? I honestly think you should because I keep not doing this sentence right. And Nathan Rabin, in one of the greatest sentences I think has ever been put oh. to paper, said, do you want to have a go? Do you want to have... <laughs> fucking hell. That was going to be a perfect that take. That was going to be a perfect take as well. <laughs> so my favourite is Nathan Rabin. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, the worrying <laughs> thing is, all of this is going to stay in the thing now because it's gone on long enough to be a joke. 
And Ryan does this. If we'd left it like five seconds ago, it would have been cut. But now See, it's I, in. Liam comes with six pages of notes. I, do. I came with a, a double space yeah. jack, uh, so the only three. And yeah. I've said that multiple and I times. I came with like twenty-three years of, of Star experience. Wars yeah. content and uh, yeah. general exposure. It means you were watching Star Wars at four. Is that about yeah. right? What do you think about Nathan Rabin's comment? Oh my god, Nathan Rabin. Anyway, Nathan Rabin said that. Do you think it's, it's a really funny line? And now well, you see it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> he described it as being written by a sentient bag of cocaine. Thank you. No, I'm glad. To, I was not going to be able to get that out without actually breaking down. I think so. I'm glad you said That's that. That's a fantastic. Feel like you just don't Like, oh, we're mid through a conversation now. How do I start and say the thing I want to say? I'm already I want delirious. someone to write a book about a sentient bag of cocaine. Carrie Fisher would probably write (laughs) (laughs) the Star Wars Holiday Holiday Special it's going to be a ride guys I don't know if any of us are truly ready for this but you can join us dear listener because I believe that the entire thing is on YouTube Uh, because again I was was just about to ask where the hell are we watching this what catacomb of the internet are we uh, retrieving this from you know if it ends up on YouTube people don't give enough of a shit about the rights to just be like I can't be asked to fight this fucking thing have it have it YouTube (laughs) fine (laughs) Let's go try and get Chewy. sweet, I'm ready, let's fucking go. Let's try and get Chewy home for life day and hopefully hold on to our sanity along the way. We will see you very shortly. Bye bye. Stir whip, stir whip, 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 stir. Stir whip. I suggest, in the spirit of the Star Wars Christmas special, we continue the rest of this episode, the second half of this episode, entirely in Wookiee. So from here on out, I don't want to hear any English. I just want to hear... Ryan, that sounds like that sounds like English. But also, but also a bit of lumpy as well, which is just like. You're going to have a nightmare. From what we that. experienced, a bunch of Wookiees just sounds like a swarm of killabees. Swarm of killabees, yeah. But it's like, what? You had a good point, Hannah. Did I? Did she? <laughs> In, Once. I want to, before we get into like actually talking about it and breaking it down and discussing the scenes, just conceptually, why? Yeah, I don't. I just don't, conceptually, why? Who, who just, wrote just that why? script? Just why? Like, why? It, it, honestly, it's like it's like several different people who had absolutely no idea of anything just went right. Okay, so just think of something and write it down, and we'll just make a a scene. And about who got that. through the? Who got through editing that and thought, yeah, this is this is suitable for distribution. Well, clearly none of the, the none of the directors particularly wanted to work on no. this. No, no, no. So I, I imagine it was just like right. These I are still the don't think that's an excuse. I do not think that's I'll an excuse it. to make a movie like an anthology movie it's is all, it's fine. It's not a movie. It's I mean, it's, it it's, a it's, it's a Christmas but it is, special it is feature, TV episode. It is feature length though. It's feature length, but Christmas specials on TV at that time had a structure, and I imagine directors just went. What we need is these this scene, this scene, this scene, this scene. Whack it in. I don't give a fuck. What do you mean we need this scene? Well, right, before they, we... They, they, George Lucas did not turn around and went, I want an intergalactic cooking no, scene. No, George Lucas did fuck all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that still shouldn't come to okay, anybody's Okay, okay. Collect yourselves. Collect yourselves. Order! <laughs> but they used to do this where they would have a variety of different acts come on and do different things. No, this is it, does it? It, follows, it follows a Christmas dress. It does it. But I think what Hannah's getting at, and she's totally valid in what she's doing. What, what, she's, what, what no, 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 what she's shit. asking, what she's asking is, 
even if you'd seen, I think, because obviously New Hope was the only only reference point here. Even if you'd seen New Hope, why was why was some of these scenes the way they were? Why was some of these concepts? Why was there a Wookiee porn wanking <laughs> scene in a Christmas? You can't you can't defend. Oh, it's a Christmas special. You can't defend a porn scene, a Wookiee wanking porn scene with an old Wookiee. You can't. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, that was so uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not a fan. I'm not like I would never condone wiping out a species. (laughs) But uh, but, I'm really tempted to make an exception. But I think yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna make an exception, I just feel really bad for Chewie because again, like you take an iconic character. So we all obviously all kind of came back from watching. Watching is watching the right word? If you haven't watched it so through. far, don't. Witnessing. Witnessing. Whilst, That's probably the best yeah, way. Yeah. Existing while <laughs> Existing on. in the same space as this eldritchian horror of a Christmas special. That's probably the best way to describe it. It is like, it's what I expect. You know, the, did you guys see Bird Box? Yeah. Yeah, you know how that just like absolutely melts people's brain, whatever creatures. That's what I imagine they see is just this film played <laughs> to them and then they just bleed from the eyeballs and die. <laughs> but it's cursed. It's a cursed coke-addled Homo, slightly homoerotic nightmare. I can't. Of just noise and horror. Right, it's let's, just let's, n- let's take a step back and take this apart. Take, right, we'll, we'll, let, let's, we'll, you've got the framing device, which is getting Chewie home for, for Life Day. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> loose framing device. Loose framing device, which we do get, obviously we start with Han and Chewie. When you told me that, Sorry. I thought we were expecting a full story about Chewie trying to get home for Life Day. We kind of are. And it was going to be focused around those characters and his family. I, I wasn't expecting it in the way it was. No. There was a stick. So so it started with then. Then it went to some weird home scene where they were cooking. And family, well, even before yeah, that, we get home. we get a title crawl. We almost we get an introduction because you were say you first thing you said was they couldn't even afford the font. Exactly. Star Wars. It is. It's like lowercase. Lowercase Star Wars. Um, lowercase S. Lowercase W. But you're right. It's like even the decision to kind of use that uh, introduction where they have all the actors or be Arthur as some bitch or fucking the intro- introducing Lumpy and they do this thing where they like introduce all the actors and all the characters straight away. And yet it, even that's cursed because they're like looking directly at the screen and talking to you, but there's no words coming <laughs> out of their mouths. So they're just mouthing these like these horrible like I don't know what they're saying. They Plus could, the they horror. <laughs> Plus the horror of the actual costumes of some of them as well, yeah. like Lumpy and. Okay, so let's yeah let's get the family out of the way with. So who wants to, does anyone want to describe the family to uh, anyone? Yeah. Go really. on, Jack. You're the resident Star Wars. So. Yeah, we, we ruined this for you enough for it. We'll talk about the props and the scenes. Go for the, it. The scene setting. Go for it. So we cut to the interior of what looks like every house in America in the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. And literally, like, there's no, like, there's, it's just so jarring compared to everything else we've yeah. seen from Star Wars ever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the set design and the prop design and things are just so fucking dull and dreary. Everyone's yep. got, like, it's literally just like every suburban house in America in the 70s. Earth doesn't even exist in this galaxy. No, but they have speaker systems that look like right yeah, off the just shelf. Like speakers yeah. like you'd find in a conventional house. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's definitely sci-fi. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we see the mum who is probably the best of the movies nah, in terms of like she's the least scary. costume yeah. design. The kid who it looks like like a Furby, but not as <laughs> convincing. Yeah, it looks yeah. like you leave the Furby out in the sun Furby too long. Slash and it's and then the granddad who it looks Perfect. like <laughs> Itchy Rabbit Yeti. Who's who's named Itchy, who I and a scene later he on. Itchy. He looks a bit itchy. He's itchy because he's got crabs. Yeah, pretty much. He's itchy from all the crabs. He's everywhere. a sex pest as well. We don't let's let's we'll get to that, but he is a sex pest. <laughs> Has an orgasm in the middle of probably the Probably be in on Christmas. There was a weird 
sexual tinge throughout like the entire thing, like the last. Well, no, yeah. even like it's going. You say the you say the last one, but even, two were definitely even the first on. one, even though it's so it's all segmented, right? It's all this it's this weird framing device where yeah, Chewie's trying to get home, but in the meantime, we're gonna watch videos of other people who are also having an Earth Day. I'm sorry, a life day. And other adventures that are going on at the same time, or at different times, or just random shit that they want to throw in. They will... <laughs> but the first one, you're right, the first one is... Um, well, first of all, we spend about nine minutes with these characters, and nine minutes with just, just the Wookiee characters. Non-verbal. Scream, screaming at each other. For about nine minutes. It's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> and you're right, Ryan, it sounds like an angry swarm of bees. It's just it's like... I, I guess to the point where it's, like, it's almost like boring on Delirium again, like that eldritch horror feeling of... I don't know how much longer I can actually That's suffer through this. That's even the worst noise. There's constantly really loud beeps and squawks and mm -hmm. squeals <laughs> and alarms. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's lumpy for me. It's every time lump, lumpy goes... <laughs> <laughs> I just, and my soul lifts out of my body for a little bit. Um, and yeah, so the first kind of mini segment, I guess, is Lumpy getting this weird Cirque du Soleil homoerotic video phone thing. And again, it just it's this weird fever dream of like acid visuals and this like you, a little you... holograph and people are dancing and doing gymnastics on the little board. And then that that little holograph then becomes human size and does he's the a little... big holograph. And he's instructing but the little holograph. There's no explanation to it. As resident Star Wars people, does this is this is this explained in the universe? Is this something that you could imagine? Is this the I holograph or the VR? The holograph, I the VR. The holograph yeah. was going to be the game. The game. Yeah, that's what you the said. Game. You said straight away. You like, oh, yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, it's going to be that. And then, obviously, just weird human Cirque du Soleil characters. Because it is that board. I guess that board is a holograph. So you could technically change it to project something else. I mean, that's not... To be fair, this, this scene isn't what I have my, my issue with. Especially with what really? Ryan was saying. You didn't where have You, didn't have, you liked <laughs> Hannah... Right, you heard it here, guys. Hannah liked the Cirque du Soleil <laughs> gay holograph scene. No, but, like, if, if you're going to go with this sort of almost... What's it called? Like, thingy show? talent oh, show oh yeah, yeah variety show thing, variety, variety show, variety show yeah. then yeah you've got a bit of dance you've got some singing it's not the worst thing in there it, at least it's a dance it's not offensive <laughs> I'm not framing that was confused bad, I was I'm a little offended. bit confused there were partial holograms oh, and you couldn't see them properly and then you were Ryan, miniaturized but it was like the, the, the creme de la shit <laughs> please start with creme de la shit <laughs> please start with creme de la shit the one. creme de la shit <laughs> like it's, it's all a level of shit but it's like the Kremlin de shit. Kremlin de shit. Right, so, but you practice that so much. I want to re references for the audience. So we had a break because the dog had to get a drink of water. So we were like, right, Hannah, you can start from Kremlin de shit. And we kept repeating the words Kremlin de shit. And then when she comes back on to say the words Kremlin de shit, she says creme de la... What did you say? Creme shit de la creme. Shit de la creme. Shit de la creme. What was the shit de la creme, Hannah? The, the Cirque du Soleil one. That, like, like, that one and... and the singing one at the end, and there's a couple that fair enough. If it's a talenty show type thing, then you can pop it in there. But there's what the fuck with some of them? Like what? Well, I was just happy. Stir whip, stir whip, 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 stir. <laughs> I was just happy to be away from the Wookies at this point, though. Like there was that moment of relief where you're like, right, at least I'm away from the screaming. Be, and it was equally, it's like being stabbed in the foot to being stabbed in the hand. Um, but yeah, you're right. That, that scene moves back to the Wookiees and then we have the scene where one of two scenes where we just have a character reading out the terms and conditions of like an, an itemized like list of, of things in his shop. Weirdly is... Oh, there's like, the there's like full event. minute scenes. No, no, this is before the cooking one. There's like full minute scenes of people just reading out the instruction manual for like how things work in this universe. There's a grooming was, tool. It was kind of That's weird. Yeah, he got the grooming tool and then he was fucking about with it. And beep, blop, I'm a bit fucked. I think yeah. it's, it's just, stuck under his chin. No, that, no, this was way after that. This was way before that. Yeah, I think, I think the really unsettling thing as well is just like the 
it just assumes this level of consumerism yeah. and like this. Yes, these Wookiees who are these big, peaceful, <laughs> simple forest-dwelling folk. Who, who live in tree houses, subscribe to the American model of capitalism. It may you as know, well have like, like... And have several TVs Yeah, because of course you do, because yeah. every, every household should. They may Buy have more like things! Flashing, like, <laughs> the economy needs up, yeah. you! This is, it is capitalism, and it, like, I think it almost like ushered in that era, because obviously Star Wars was obviously very known. Lucasfilm in general was known for like being heavily into marketing toys and stuff. But it's really egregious George here. Lucas, um, one of the things he got was basically he got, he got the royalties, all didn't he? of the royalties yeah. to all of the toys. Not for this fucking thing, I can't imagine. I so wonder if there are any toys for the Christmas the special. That was one of the things he got, and that's, like, that's why he's so <gasps> fucking filthy rich. Guys, I want to know if there are on eBay any Star Wars Christmas special specific toys like they probably will as well that, that'll probably. be that'll be niche stuff I don't want them in my house I mean that <laughs> that brings us to the Julia Childs segment um, the hate crime TV chef who that simultaneously looks like she's doing blackface but also is just kind of this like really really stereotypical drag queen character yeah um, which weirdly enough was also played by Harvey Corman, the guy who played like the salesman played that character as well and a character at the end. So he like does three roles in this, which I kind of, I did say at one point, Harvey Corman feels like he's putting the most effort in. He, like he feels sweet. like he, he definitely, he definitely is yeah. <laughs> trying so much harder than the rest of them. But I do feel a little bit bad for the guy because I'm like, oh, you think you're in something else, don't you? <laughs> he had a big role. Unlike we, the rest, you had Luke in and Leia and everyone else. Yeah. And they were just like, they got a video phone call and it was just to say, have you seen Chewie? And they were all in different ways. No, we haven't seen Speaking Chewie. of Leia. Oh, fuck, I have to go. Speaking who can blame them? I wouldn't want to stay on the Speaking board. of Leia, can we talk about how coked up Carrie Fisher was this entire time? Oh, she could barely walk straight in that She first. could barely close her fucking she mouth. slide, like, around the desk. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, like, just slipped Her mouth through. is never shut. She was gawping the entire time. And... Uh, I just feel again. Uh, <laughs> Jack's Jack's just offed himself. <laughs> and my Remember, suffering. Jack, this is canon. Oh, but Akita, yeah, I do, I do like saying this is canon to Jack. Uh, everything that happens is canon. There are Wookiee porn VR stations. We'll get to that because that's kind of the next bit. So the the salesman Chewie's shows up. A capitalist. They're all waiting for Chewie. They're all Chewie. Chewie's a capitalist. <laughs> They're all kind of waiting for Chewie to get home. They're all worried about Chewie not being home for life day. Uh, our salesman shows up at the because apparently he's a friend of the family. Uh, they, they kind of make a reference to him he's knowing. He's a fellow rebel. He's a fellow rebel. Yeah. Um, he shows up for some presents. He gives the kid Lego, which fair enough, you know. You were, you, no, no, we thought it was Lego, but it wasn't. Was it, it not was that Oh, it was the transmitter, yeah. Because we trans- well, that's what you buy a child for Christmas. Well, I also thought you gave them a sewing machine. In case your family gets taken hostage, which to be fair, they did. You know what? It came in handy. Yeah. Um, it gives the mum a boom box, which we'll get to. We're not getting there just yet. We're going to go through this bit by bit. No, we're not. <laughs> Jumping. <laughs> no, 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 this is an order. I wrote these down. What did you get the granddad, Ryan? What did the granddad get for Christmas? Oculus Quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oculus Quest. Who was so? Wait, I'm trying to think of a porn pun. For it was a VR Quest. program, and he plugged himself in, but it was like heavily implied that it was porn, like sexy. Oculus Asia. chest. Maybe that, no, no. no. I'll, give him that, <laughs> I'll give him that. wow. Oculus breast. It. Jesus Christ. Oculus oh, breast. There you go. There we Coculus, are. Coculus breast. Coculus rift. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Quest. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a lady being like really sensual. I think you're adorable. And he keeps skipping back to that. I and you see, his, you he has like a massive underbite. You see his little mouth. Yeah. Going, Itchy already looks like a melted wax candle. Like, and he's just like, yeah, he's just making these really disturbing orgasm faces while he's watching. And that is, oh, I'm going to get the name wrong. Who's the the singer? I told you. And that, poor Diane Carroll, who is the the singer actress who 
it was the one they, I don't know, tricked into doing the porn scene, I guess, because yeah, I don't know why anyone would sign thing. up for that. I mean, it's not like you could see any of the effects or anything like that. They were just like, oh, we need you to sing a song. Here you go. Here's your script. Yeah. <laughs> well, just talking about the stars as well, the, the actual big stars in it. Luke. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, we're not scene. leaving. We're not leaving that scene. Did, did we, did, have we clarified that he was sat watching this in the middle of the day? Oh, in the middle of the day. On Christmas. On Christmas Day. I think the shopkeeper was on his way out. She'd give everyone his presents. The shopkeeper was in the kitchen with the mum. Yeah, he was still there, right? And he was just chilling in the living room. Yeah, Yeah, he was like, oh, enjoy. And he walked away and just left him to it. And just to to make everyone aware as well, the kitchen and the living room aren't separate rooms. It's just one large room. It's open plan. It's open plan. You smug liberals assume you know (laughs) Wookiee culture and Wookiee traditions. You don't know how they operate. That could be a time and tested tradition at the Grandad Jack's office. It could be a centuries old tradition. It's time for the wank around the life day tree. Teach the youngsters how to do it. But it is. It's the equivalent of buying your granddad a Playboy magazine and then just whipping his cock out over Christmas dinner or something. It's just, it's so fucking disturbing. I mean, if you want to make people celibate, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. it. Put me off for a little bit. Can we just talk about Mark Hamill's makeup as well for a little bit? The drag esque. They turned it down at the end. They did. I think they must have realized. The first time we meet Luke, he's wearing like full face, like fucking quick, like first time in drag. This is it. He looks like he's about to do a fucking musical number. I don't know whether or not because I know I know for a fact that TV lighting and movie lighting are like drastically different. So I wonder whether or not the cameras and again inexperienced production crew and inexperienced director. So we kind of, weirdly enough, we kind of go through each present, don't we? We do like a segment with the the, the wank machine, the oculus breast, or the coculus breast. Um, we do a segment with the the boombox, which is just Jefferson Starship singing for about 20 minutes. Yeah, man, the Imperials break in, and the shock is like, I just got this present, I think you'll like it. Hey, watch this music know, video. like this. <laughs> that was they maybe... acted really suspicious about that at first as well, didn't they? Yeah. They were like, oh no, oh no, and then he just put that on. I thought it was going to be a bomb or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I need to turn it no on. no place in that at all. It's literally just Jefferson's it Starship. It's the most out-of-place feeling segment in the entire thing. Yeah. Really? Re- really? I kind of agree with Jack on it's this. Hard, I think it's hard to pick a winner. I kind of agree with Actually, I, That one was the one that felt like I just wanted to end more than... It's like you'd switch it wasn't on to like, MTV, oh, I suppose, no, it wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah, it was the, a bit odd. Because the thing is, there's no humour in any of that. It's just a music video. I don't so think there's any weirder than the Cirque du Soleil thing, though. That was equally on no, a holographic board. They were like, oh, we're going to do Christmas. Press play. You think it's going to be a game? No, but no. at least that was a little <laughs> bit... Game dancing. At least that was a little bit fevery. At least that was a little bit like, oh, this is so disorienting that I can kind of have fun with it and laugh at it. Whereas you can't laugh at the Jeff and Starship one because it's just a music it video. Didn't end. Yeah. It just kept going. A never-ending music going. video. It just, it, I did, it just feel like you, you wonder how many drugs were on set. It's like, it's like the, 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 the fucking production design was like, how many drugs do we need? And the answer was just, yes, we need yes. all of the drugs. <laughs> yes, many. Because you can't, you can't physically, feasibly see something like that and think that's an appropriate thing to put on television. Nah. Surely. Nah. Like, you know kids are going to watch this, and I don't know if I ever... I, I would write letters if I was a parent and I was like watching. There's no way kids understand. Oh, I it's still not like anyone was naked or anything like that. It was a lady in a costume. She was just being really sensual. Yeah, but it was all. But the, even even the words, the dialogue was like, "I know what you like. Like you like. I know that you like me because." And it was the cutting back to the granddad's face yeah. and moans. Like, yeah. but even like the. Imp- <laughs> I, and I wonder because I know a lot of like kids TV and I know a lot of like family TV tries to do like yeah, the subtle humor, the innuendo. It didn't feel like that. It felt like... No, it just <laughs> felt filthy. It felt dirty. So we, we, we eventually moved to the kids' toy, which is an animated segment, which I remember in my head being the best part. It probably is, quote-unquote, nah, the nah. best part. Nah, the best parts at the end. no best parts, really. <laughs> best parts don't exist in this kind of movie. Um, 
and it's this weird kind of story with Boba Fett, which you were saying canonically would technically be the first oh, yeah, introduction Boba Fett to Boba was Fett. First in, uh, Empire Strikes Back yeah. in the film. So yeah, that was the first time you get to see. We get an origin story in this screen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> On a jelly planet. On a jelly planet with <laughs> weird Loch Ness monster creatures. And just and yeah, that had some succinctness to it. Yeah. It felt like a little coherent <laughs> wrapped up story until Boba Fett basically had them dead to right and the whole point was to bring in the rebels or kill them, capture or kill them. Or we don't really know. And then just fucked off. Yeah. He just was like, Bye. right, because Boba they... Fett, out! He's <laughs> like, jetpacks away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just baffling again. Like you re- you're right. Even the most coherent segment of the of the production is still just just baffling and poorly animated. Really poorly animated. You th- you have these these scenes where you look at the way they animated Luke Skywalker, for example, and he just looks like a meth head with oh, zero no God, pupils. Yeah. And then like <laughs> somehow Han Solo looks like you said huge jaw eyes he doesn't have any eyes they're just lines I love how they drew they also still drew Carrie Fisher to look like she was on cocaine (laughs) 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 do you want to see the outtake that was an accurate of of Carrie Fisher's animated characters doing a line of coke of C-3PO's dick Um, who they up the gay so much in C-3PO as well like he's like he's already the most flamboyant character in sci-fi history and yet they make him twice a day mincing <laughs> mincing from scene to scene <laughs> and Luke's just an absolute bastard to him there's like moments where he's like uh, like Luke they, they crash the fucking millennium they crash the fucking space pod on this jelly planet and c 3 is like Luke Luke are you okay and then Luke just gets up and is like is R2D2 okay like doesn't give a shit about c 3 literally treats him like his little bitch boy and yet weirdly you're right that was the most coherent moment and then we move from that into back into kind of the, uh, the, the Wookiee family. family for a, quite a long time, actually, because there's this big drama um, about the stormtroopers who are coming in trying to find Han and Chewie. He's looking for rebels. They're just looking for the rebels. Uh, I'm kind of rem- forgetting where we moved to from this. Like, I think my brain's short-circuited oh, at this point. Isn't that then the bar scene? Oh, no, this was the circuit breaker scene, the one with the robot just fucking freaking out for yeah. no reason. Oh, yeah. Your, your favourite scene. No, but I counted it. it was it was seven minutes of an instruction manual on how to do this to create this um it was creepy this like jamming thing that the kid got wasn't it um, yeah. yeah but the robot doing the instructions was broken oh, and it didn't even look like a robot it looked like a like an it actual like a person. person there was no real need to... creepy real actually fast. that's a good question android wise in the Star Wars universe mm. do any of the androids look like people or is that not didn't a thing no no yeah I didn't remember them being like that like, like obviously they're pretty good with synthetics like looks mm. like fake hand looks exactly like a real hand yeah. and things like that but. Not that I'm aware of. It's feasible, like, having like you know, like and like human looking androids. To be I don't fair, think something they do. Typically. How often do they watch TV in the Star Wars movies? Well, according to this film, <laughs> I mean, every the, fucking second of every day. They have a, normal, TV a normal robot wouldn't need to be dressed up like a human. But if you present it on TV, you might want to be like, yeah, let's skin it up a little Maybe. bit, make it more Why is like. It human? Well, it shouldn't be because that's you know humans are like <laughs> you know you know what they're like as a species. <laughs> Worst. It was literally at one point. We created this. He, he sort of, <laughs> at one point, he sort of like melted onto the table, so his like nose was what was holding yep. him up, and he just sort of used his finger to push his face and just slide it off the end of what? Do you remember what? that guy from his head going? Respond to. Do you remember that weird creature, the weird statue from Art Attack? Was it Art Attack or was it the other one? Kind of remind me of that a bit, like this weird like square headed creature that guy, clay guy. That used to scare me as a kid. I used to have nightmares about it. Oh, my mum, my mum used to, my mum used to not let me watch it because I, I used to have nightmares about it. Like, wasn't that bad? Fully was banned from watching Art Attack because I wasn't allowed. <laughs> my mum was like, you, you, I, think I, "I think I went to bed a few yeah. times actually because of that." It was creepy <laughs> shit. 
Um, and then somehow we get to the B. Arthur, the ta- it's Tatooine, isn't it? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah which cantina. is the, the cantina, yeah, the cantina scene, which we finally get lyrics for that famous cantina song. Yes, it's smooth jazz. It's not the end, friends. It's not good night, friends. Anna loved it. Anna was here for it. And to her credit, B. Arthur, as much as she's in this absolute travesty, this train wreck, this shit show, she's. She's kind she of fun. The best. She's kind of fun. She's a bit sassy, a bit surly. She's just she's Dorothy. She's just she Dorothy, Dorothy, Dorothy Spornak <laughs> in space. In space. <laughs> they started the scene off very creepily, though. Like, oh my god! It was like the creepiest way to because I'm not even I'm relevant. gonna do this in like no, an injustice as somebody it. else do it. So a guy comes into the bar and after she serves a few drinks, he's like, "I came here looking for you specifically." She's like, "I have no idea who you are, but <laughs> would you like a drink?" Like, oh, yes, I'll take that one, please. You're so special. I, I wanted to come see you. Are you going to gloss over the fact that he has just open. a gaping hole in his head? He pours yeah, it yeah, into he gets the drink. Building, Jack. Yeah. He gets the drink, grabs it, and he's got a big hole in his head. It's like a small volcano opening. It's like he just pours it into. What I said to Hannah, what, I kind of I turned to Hannah and said, just when you think you've seen the stupidest thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Man takes a drink How does he take head. a shower? Oh, my, oh my God. Whoa. The shower cap. Whoa. <laughs> He has a little plug he puts in there. It's, I, but it's yeah, just, that's, it's really fucking dumb. It's and, out shooting itself uh, at every it's turn. completely out of context of anything. She then, it looks like a secret <laughs> as well, because she turns around, he quickly throws this, the drink in his head. Then he confesses her love, gives her a flower, and she gets back, and she's like, okay, what the fuck ever? Yeah. Like, if I give you the wrong impression, I definitely didn't mean to. Let me give you another drink, and then pause it directly in his head. Well, it's like, I thought this was a secret weird, a second ago. Uh, weirdly enough, that does, that's how it starts. And it does transition into something that I would probably argue is at least mildly entertaining. Like, again, if we're talking about, like, I kind of got the most entertainment out of watching it's Dorothy's like some sort of Oliver Twist, Cheers yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Apart <laughs> from they're all dickheads, the Imperials are like, right, we're on lockdown. And B. Arthur's like, right, everybody, you need to get out of my pub now. It's... We need to go home. And they're all like, fuck you. She's going around being like, but we're friends. I did this for you. I did that for you. No. And all of them just ignore it. They're like, fuck off. It's just to sing an entire musical number just to get, get them out. out the door. Well, this Paul is it. Line. And a fucking Pied Piper of like <laughs> scum and villainy. <laughs> Just uh, you. This is a kind of an enlightening moment for me as well because I was fully convinced each of these creatures. Because I always wonder about this for Star Wars. They have, I think, of all of the sci-fi. Uh, this is my favorite. The sci-fi like series. I think it has the most variety in its most like creature the time design. Just do a humanoid with a weird. Well, face. that's that's Star Trek as well, isn't it? Like that's Star Trek exactly does that as well. Star Trek, yeah, where they just all like humanoids, just slightly. Put a lump here, put an odd tooth there. Well, you, right? you, 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 gills on the face. You said to me how you was like that one's just a zombie. That one's just dressed like a zombie. Like that, just. <laughs> It's Halloween costumes, and I was really taken aback when you were like, oh no, I know that. I, you were literally listing them, and I was like, excuse me, what? How? Um, weirdly enough, it's it's. Well, it's the nice, least yeah, worst. they really go out of the way to try hard on the alien designs. It's not just two legs. Some of them, some people. of them, some of them they do, and some of them they don't. Well, some of them, do. some of them are just like, that guy has horns on his head, that guy is a rat. I enjoyed the big mouse. But I think of all of the scenes, if you're gonna what, if you are gonna subject, which I don't recommend. I'm that guy, and you know how, you know how obsessed and wanky I get over bad bad films, and I try and sit here and convince you how the ducks are genuinely good film, and Showgirls is an underrated masterpiece. This isn't that moment. No, I'm not I, gonna be that guy. I cannot undersell this enough. However, <laughs> I want to not speak about this or talk about this or see this ever again. It's canon. We've done so much more <laughs> just saying that. <laughs> However, However, I 
I still have, I still am glad I'm glad I watched it because I'm it's <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I have because now I know that I never want to see because, it because I was I, excited well, I think it's fascinating I think it is fascinating how 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 much something can go wrong and how much like when the creator is is or when a studio sorry is so is so adamant to get something out and so adamant to do no to, to cash Jesus, in isn't it too big yeah. to fail this is it it's, the hu- it's, it's exact, exactly the hubris moment yeah, again you okay? totally missed the end. We're getting, no, we're getting, oh. we're getting to the end. Don't worry, we are going before we get there. So yeah, we wrap up this last bit. We get back to the Wookies. Um, Chewie and Han Solo the come back. The kid gets caught. The kid gets caught. Transmitter by the stormtrooper yeah. that stayed behind, and he starts. <laughs> stormtrooper kills himself <laughs> he because he can't handle around him. being around the Wookies any longer. They were Chewie, Chewie and Han show up <laughs> just as this kid's about to get <laughs> shot, and like Chewie's got his hands up, Han comes in, does fuck all, Stormtrooper. Just throws himself off a balcony. <laughs> I think he's been, I think he trips on his gun. Nah. No, it's he, like some pieces of wood, and he just... He like, was he the just, only... his gun, he went to pick his gun up, it was on the floor, it got knocked out of his hands, he went to pick it up, stepped towards, but instead of bending down, he tripped. He was the only he realistic... flying over and off the balcony. <laughs> he was literally... Craftsmanship. The only realistic character, because he was the one who couldn't stand being around the Wookiees, and had to just end his life yeah, like I did. totally get it I feel for him <laughs> true stormtrooper fashion we kind of end with Han kind of taking by and leaving the Wookiee the Wookiee there Chewie has like Sad this weird I can't have one more solid affair with Chewie before he leaves right there's this weird little homoerotic tension moment between Chewie and Han where Han like grabs Chewie's throat in this oddly <laughs> sexual <laughs> way like yeah choke daddy. me daddy um, then they have this weird little reunion where the mother and Chewie get far too intimate in front of the grandfather Aww. and the child and then they all walk. Pinning the child down as well. You will watch. And then they all walk into the sun. They all like do this weird light yeah. dance, walk into the sun. It's big After they changed into big red After robes. Change into robes. Santa robes. Yeah, Santa robes. Um, as if it's some kind of death cult. As if this is some kind of uh, fucking. Uh, Children of the Sun kind of this suicide in, cult. After that, I was like, right, we're done. Get a roll credits, they're all dead. Oh, Universe yeah. is over. We're like faded out. <laughs> we came back Just and we going. were all there in one horrible hellish hellscape. <laughs> about 30 Just of them, rocks. We get one last scene of Carrie Fisher being coked out of her mind singing Singing a Christmas carol. She was ever so slightly coked. I choose to believe that's because she had to sing what to have some form of professionalism. (laughs) And then the credits roll on this, the, 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 maybe the hardest, is this the hardest film we've sat through? No. No. Is this, nah. it's not Airbed, right, it's not, this is why, it's I not always, after that season. This is always, this is why, I'm saying that, that here, I yeah. really struggled, I really, really, really struggled yeah, to I get did through it. Can I also just comment, time. like, I sat through this, I didn't sit through Rise of Skywalker, I gave up with Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> I sat through this, <laughs> because this may yeah, be like, no, no because there's, there's like higher stakes there and there's less, I don't want to say less effort because there's like, there's no effort in this either, but like, you expect more from that budget versus this was on a million, which isn't amazing. I mean, if, maybe adjusted for inflation. I don't know. There's something weirdly kitschy we about how bad this is. If we were doing an episode on it, I wouldn't have sat through it. No, that's oh, fair. Christ, no. like, See, this has <laughs> been changed in the first, that's the first second. nine minute segment. <laughs> it's the second time I've sat through this. Just Wookiees. I this is my I second feel like fucking it would have been the Cirque du Soleil and at that point I'd have been a bit confused, no like, you wouldn't give leave. up with the Cirque du Soleil I feel like had I just stumbled across it oh this is a new Star Wars I'd have definitely I'd say off. well done for getting that far I would like to I actually know the difference in the ratings yeah. as it went through I did look to see if I could get the uh, the TV ratings up like how many people were watching but I couldn't find anything they've just deleted that from history <laughs> they don't want to remind us of that um, I do however want to stick to form and see if we can come up with the nah, best scene no I don't. I would say it's... Right, let's do recommendations first. This is going to be a no from me. No. I think unless you're a fucking idiot like I am... 
I, you know who you are. I, I if, I'm only going to recommend this to George at Tipsy Flicks and me. <laughs> That's it. They're the only two people who would enjoy this because we're idiots. It's terrible. They're, it's awful. What do we think? Ghastly. Go on, give, give it like bad word yeah. I can think of. It's so mishmash, badly put together. No plot. No good narrative. Characters that don't speak. <laughs> all, of the, all of the acts that they got in were pretty much terrible. B. Arthur's scene was all right. Yeah. And that Harvey or Henry guy. Henry, he, Harvey Court. Harvey, whatever, yeah, did an all right job. Harvey Coleman, I want to give him some credit. Everything yeah. else, everything else was just a horrible decision, a horrible mistake that they should never have done. Seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch again. Too much water. I loved it. I don't have a favourite scene if I'd had to have one. No, you have be to. Arthur. If you had you had one for Last Airbender, you have to for this. I would say be Arthur. Okay. I think this is better than Last Airbender. I think this I is better than. Like oh, this is better than Last Airbender. Because again, like, but it's that it's that weird thing where like at least but Last this didn't... Airbender is offensive. Offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this this this, all, this doesn't really border on. Yeah. It's more of just a right. It's a fever dream. It's a an hour and a half long fever dream. Hannah and Jack. Final thoughts. <sighs> um, That's fair. <laughs> I think my favorite moment in this <laughs> was the end. <laughs> was before I was watching it. <laughs> Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, stir, No, I think the Android bit, which was really freaky and kind of yeah, came out okay. of nowhere, where it was like, yeah, the instruction manual bit, which was seven minutes long, too long, I think. <laughs> and it was just him like prodding himself and like having a meltdown. And it was so like really kind of, yeah, like freaky, creepy horror yep. vibes from it, you know? Children should not be watching that. No. I think that physically hurt Jack Soul, giving a favourite bit to a film that just decimated his favourite franchise. Not my... Uh, one okay, one, one, one off. One off. It's not Lord of Just wait until yeah, the Lord of the Rings Christmas special that we're going to cover. Oh, well, no. The Amazon. <laughs> I want to see the Russian one. Yeah. Oh, no, the Russian one. Oh, super bled. <laughs> we, we, should, we should take a leaf out of the Warm Tins. We must film take our ring. But we'll watch it with subtitles. Oh, Tom, I love you, but you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> Hannah? I mean, it's a 90-minute migraine, isn't it? But yeah, like... in it? <laughs> 90, I wish. <laughs> Was it more I mean, than 90 minutes? One hour, 37 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 97 minutes But if you, if, you, if, you, if you count it every time you rewound it, then it was probably longer, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's so my unconscious brain trying to just like, remove it from existence. But no, I would say that the, the end bar singing scene... Um, was was a highlight for me, but I don't know if that's because it just broke us down so mm. much, and that was at the end, and it was just a little bit of levity, and we well, were like, "Be Arthur giving all right performance, considering yeah, what she was in." Yeah, she yeah. was fantastic. I loved her. Well, maybe fantastic's a bit of a. It made it made me want to watch Golden Girls a bit, yeah, even though she can't sing. It was fun. It was merry. She yeah. gave it her best. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. <laughs> Fair enough. Though she so did just succumb to the stalker at the end, which is a bit weird. I, I don't like how it faded to black after that. Nah. Like he should like locked herself in a bar with this guy who was kind of rapey. <laughs> well, so she didn't, didn't mean really to, did she? She that. said goodbye yeah. to absolutely everyone, including a lurcher friend. Then oh, it seemed close. She turned around and he's just behind the bar, like She's staring at her with this little creepy hole in his head. Like, it's dark. Ugh. Yeah. Dead. Anybody got anything else we want to cover I on really this? I really don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked me my favourite scene, but it's cool. What? Go on then. Go on. Itchy Wankin. Oh, itchy no, wanking. No, that that's trying to, I'm trying to forget that happened. Brains. Itchy wanking. I'm done. That's how I want to end the episode. I want to end the episode in the words itchy wanking. Right. Because just as a sentence, like what is that? Like you watch a Star Wars film, and what itchy I came up with was itchy wanking and stir whip stir. Itchy no, orgasm. Cut the outro music. Don't have that. Just have Liam going. Itchy wanking. And then have it like echo and fade. Like, itchy wanking. Itchy wanking. Have it like. 
And that's how the episode will end. Thank you so Goodbye much. Forever. Thank you so much, guys, for deal for putting putting yourself through this ordeal with me. I couldn't do it. Couldn't have done it by myself. Um, an ordeal if you watch this with us, well, well fucking done, first of all. Uh, and secondly, I want to say a big thank you. Obviously, we've had our end of uh, season one wrap up already. You will have heard our uh, outro with me and Ryan did a little teaser uh, where we said goodbye and did, just kind of wrapped up the year. Um, but this is our Christmas special. We didn't invite you to. It was not. <laughs> oh, oh, is it a teaser? If it's a teaser for no content, surely a teaser is like ooh, it's, it's a clip. To come. It's a clip show. Our teaser is like ooh, there's nothing else <laughs> there's to nothing come. Yeah. That's it. But we hope you have a wonderful holiday period. We will be back next year in February, so do look out for that. Uh, obviously, the Instagram will still be live, so you can check February. out all my stuff there. Um, but other than that, February. look after yourselves. Have a very safe Throw holiday. Barry. I'm picking all the films next season. I kind of want to know what they'd be. I do feel like... I do think because originally uh, this is probably off mic stuff, but originally I did want you guys to pick films. I might, I might give you one film. He gave, he made it sound like it was not. I might give film. you Pretty much. one I give, film. I give, I give, I give we them. will record once a month, guys. You will come around to our house, but I might give you one, one film. To film. Share. <laughs> well, not yeah, one between share. all three of you. Yeah, you get one. Um, but do keep keep yourself safe, and we love you very much. And Liam out. See you guys oh. next year. My vote's on, <laughs> on Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs>